Matthew 24, 37. Let me just say quickly, it's an honor to have you today. We are blessed to have you in the house of God at Valley View Church. We're excited about you being in the presence of the Lord with us. And if you're visiting with us, we hope this is not the only time you come. We hope you get to come back and be with us again and be a part of what God is doing in this great church. <coughs> Matthew 24, verse 37 through verse 44. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal, one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Very familiar verse to everyone in this room. But in this very first Sunday of the year, this is what God put in my spirit to bring to you today. Very first Sunday of the year 2019. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. I want us to pray. And when we finish prayer, I want to share this with you today. Jesus is coming. We have His Word on it. Jesus is coming. We have His Word on it. Father, I ask You now, Lord, that You would anoint me as a man from another world. God, that You would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, that You would cover me in the blood of Jesus today. I pray, God, that You would speak to every heart and every life and every soul in this room. I pray, God, that You would minister to every heart and every life and by everything that you bring. May we be changed by everything that you do. May we be changed by your spirit, by your word, and by your glory. And God, we ask it in the loving name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we give you all the praise for everything that you're doing and going to do in Christ's name. Amen. I want you to turn around to about two people. I want you to shake their hands and say, I'm going to heaven. How about you? John, good to see you today, man. thought I saw your good-looking face over there. Good to have you with us, John Cox. Good to have him in service. Good to have each and every one of you here today. Amen. I praise God for you. I want to share with you for a few moments this morning. Jesus is coming. We have his word on it. There were so many different things that I thought about and, and was preparing and, and trying to the different ways that I wanted to start this year out with this very beginning service. Different approaches. I thought more of talking about the fast. I thought more, thought more about talking about where we're going, what we're doing. 
But the more that I begin to, excuse me, the more I begin to try to push and try to prepare to go in those directions everywhere I turn, it just did not fit. It did not feel right. And then the Lord began to stir in my spirit. He began to stir in my heart how to begin. And how to begin was this, that Jesus is going to return in the clouds of glory. That Jesus is coming back for His bride. That Jesus is coming back for an expecting church that is looking and believing for Him to come. So therefore, again, we talk about Jesus is coming. But here's the thing I want you to understand. It's not just something that's been preached to us. It's not just something that has been taught to us. But we have the Word of Jesus Christ on the matter. He has promised us He would come. But can I just tell you this? Much has been written and much has been said about the rapture of the church. Much has been written and much has been said about the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But can I declare to you this morning that the biblical fact that Satan wants you to forget is this. Is that Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, that was triumphant, come forth from the grave. Jesus Christ, the one who is seated at the right hand of the Father, even as I speak to you this morning. Jesus Christ, the one who ascended through the clouds into heaven and gone to be with the Father. Jesus Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of lords, is going to return again for the church. And here's what the devil does not want you to understand. Jesus Christ Himself promised it unto us. When He went away, He promised that He would return. He promised that He would come. In John 14, verse 2 and 3, In my Father's house are many mansions, Jesus said. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now notice, He said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. But then he said, I will come again. How much more do we need? How much more assurance do we need? How much more word do we need? But then when you look further in the Word of God, not only did Jesus declare it unto us, but the Bible said that we have the Word of the angels that He will return. In Acts chapter 1 verse 9, And when He had spoken these things, while they beheld, He was taken up, and a cloud received Him out of, the sight, out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as He went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In other words, what they were saying was, this same Jesus that you see go away, He will come again. So you don't have to be dismayed. You don't have to be distraught. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. And I want to stop and say to Valley View Church this morning, the enemy wants us to be full of fear. 
He wants us to be full of worry. He wants us to be full of dismay and discouragement. But I declare to you this morning, we have no reason to worry. We have no reason to be dismayed. We have no reason to be discouraged for many reasons. Because the love of God is with us. The joy of God is with us. The mercy of God is with us. The grace of God is with us. But can I also declare to you, we have no reason to worry. Because Jesus Christ could step out on the clouds of glory even while I speak to you this morning. And what a glorious day it would be if we left here this morning and went home to be with the Lord. Amen. I said this a couple of Sundays ago, I believe it was. We are living in the most exciting times that man has ever known. And some may disagree and some may say, well, how could you make that statement, Pastor? Because there's so much that's going on in the political scene. There's so much going on around this world. And there's wars and rumors of wars the Bible talks about and all different things that are going on. It seems like everywhere we look, things are unraveling and things are falling apart. And these are very difficult moments and very difficult days. Yes, they are. But can I also declare to you, the Bible said that these things would happen. He said they would take place. But at the same time, he said at those times when they come, he said Jesus would return in the clouds of glory. So why is it an exciting time to live in? Because Jesus could come back right now. That's what makes this an exciting moment. And I want you to notice something here. Jesus is coming. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be five years from now. It could be ten years from now. Nobody knows when He's coming. For the Bible declared to us that no man knows the day, no man knows the hour. But we are assured by the Word that He is coming and He will come soon. We're closer today than we have ever been before to the coming of Jesus Christ. But I made all of those statements to come down to this one question this morning. If He comes back today, will you be ready? If He comes back today, will you be prepared? If He comes back today, would you be left behind? That's something to really think about this morning. And when you ask that question, you look over the house, as far as I know, most everybody in this room has been saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb. But I remember something God told me to share earlier in this service. It's not about where we once were. It's not about what we once had. It's what we have right now. Because there may be people in this room that's listening to me right now that you've been saved before. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. But yet you've been playing games with God. And you drifted from the Lord and you're not where you need to be with God and you're not close to the Lord and you don't have that relationship with God. That's why God sent me with this word today. Not so much for the lost but also for the church for those that are unexpecting of the return of Christ. God, forgive us of our slackness. God, forgive us for our shortcomings. God, forgive us where we played around. God, forgive us where we've come up short. God, forgive us where we've gone through the motion. God, forgive us. There's four things I want to point out to you this morning for just a few moments, and it's very imperative. Four things I want to share with you about the rapture of the church or the second coming of Jesus Christ. The first thing I want to point out to you is this. It will come in an instant of time. 
It will come in an instant of time. And in that instant of time, you must be prepared to meet the Lord. There'll be no second opportunity. There'll be no time to fall on your face before God. There'll be no time to repent. There'll be no time for restitution. There'll be no time to cry out. He will come in an instant moment. When Jesus comes, He'll come so suddenly, so quickly that it would literally take your breath away. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in the moment it takes you to bat your eye, He will return. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. I want everybody to bat your eye. Do it again. Can you say, Lord, forgive me that quick? No, you can't. Can you say, Lord, I'm sorry that quick? No, you can't. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? That's how instantly, that's how quickly Jesus is going to return in the clouds of glory. That's why we have to be prepared at any moment. We don't have time to play with God. We don't have time to play with our relationship. We don't have time to wonder or to doubt or to know where we are. we got to know for certain He's coming suddenly in a split second of a moment, in the blink of an eye, like a surprise blast of a trumpet and a sudden gust of wind. He's coming here's the thing you have to understand people will disappear right before your eyes you've seen the video I've shared it in this church before where the pastor is preaching a message and all of a sudden the rapture takes place in a split second everybody's gone except for certain few that are still in the church that thought they were okay that thought they were alright and they're falling on their faces before God they're crying out to the Lord and they're looking around they know what's happened because those who were prepared have disappeared and they're gone Listen to me. One second they're here, the next second they're gone. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 3 it tells us, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly. Can I tell you, I believe one of the most destructive things that can happen to an individual is for the trumpet of God to sound and Jesus to come back and them be left behind. I believe that's one of the most destructive things that can happen to a man, woman, boy, or girl. Why? Because they'll be in a moment of distress like they've never known. The Bible said they'll cry peace and safety and destruction will come on them suddenly. And in Matthew 24, 27, For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even to the west, so will be the coming of the Lord that quickly. Then he tells us also, he said, what I say to you, I say to everyone, watch, be prepared. When he puts that word watch in the word of God, he doesn't put it there just for us to read over or read past or take for granted. He's telling us, be alert. Shake yourself. Wake up. Open your eyes. Open your spirit. Open your mind. Open your heart. Be alerted to the fact. That I'm coming. When you least expect Him to come, He's coming. And He's coming suddenly like lightning in the heavens. He will appear and be gone. Flash, blink, gone. Instantly. Some people say, well, in this day and age that we live in, some people say, well, why can't He at least send us me a text? Why can't He send me a tweet? Why can't He send me an email? Why can't He send something? He did! 
You want to text? Here it is. You want to tweet? Here it is. You want to email? Here it is. God sent it to us way ahead of time. He sent your text message. He sent your tweet. He sent your email. And it is the word of Almighty God. You hold it in your hand. You possess it. But does it possess you? I was going to try to preach calmly this morning, but I feel this. I, I can't help myself. You possess it, but does it possess you? Does it have a hold of you? Does it have a grip on you? You want God to alert you? Listen to me. God does not owe us one more thing. He's given us everything that He owes us. Didn't really owe us that. But he loved us so much, Joey did it anyway. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Are you hearing me this morning? Revelation 22 and 20. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. I want everybody in this house to look right straight at me for a moment. Look at me, please. What if he came in the next second? Where would you be? I'm going to get real with you for a moment. Turn your phone off for a moment. If he came in the next second, where would you be? What if he came before your next heartbeat? Where would you be? What if he came before you had time to even say a prayer? Where would you be? This last week, a young lady, a very dear friend of my daughter's, my whole family, our former youth director, David Jarvis, daughter's 36 years old, left this world with a heart attack. Just that quick, she was gone. When she got up that morning, she probably never dreamed that in that heartbeat she'd be out of here. I want you to get this this morning. If you came in the next second, where would you be? Has there been anything in your life that's become more important than God? Has there been anything in your life that's become more important than serving Him? Has there been anything in your life that has taken precedence over the reality of the relationship you should have with God? Have you got children that are on the way to hell? Have you got companions that are on the way to hell? Have you got family members that are on the way to hell? What are we doing? Hear me this morning, church. Jesus is coming. Don't carry your children, don't carry your children to church one Sunday and miss three and then come back another. You need to get your family established in the things of God. Oh, God help me. He's coming suddenly. Will you be left behind? Number one, he's coming in the instant. Number two, listen to me, listen to me. It will come when we least expect it. It will come when it is least expected. When Jesus comes, it will catch millions of people completely by surprise. Notice in Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage under the day that Noah entered in the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming 
of the Son of Man be? Does that not sound like a mirror of today? Eating, drinking, marrying, giving, and marrying. In other words, living it up, party, let's have a good time. Don't worry about Jesus. Don't worry about the coming of the Lord. Don't worry about church. Don't worry about living for God. Just live it up. Enjoy yourself. Do what you want to do. You got time later on to get right. You got time later on to get real. Do you? So many have made young people believe, live it up while you can. You got plenty of time later to get right and real with God. Do you? Just another day for many people. Just another day for many when Jesus comes back like every other day. It'll be just another day like every day before. People will be in their cars. They'll be at work. They'll be in bed. They'll be getting married. They'll be going to parties. They'll be playing with the kids. They'll be watching the game on TV, sitting down for a meal, playing golf. They'll be going to the mall. They'll be living life as normal. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bam, it's over. Just that quick, it's over, it's finished, it's done, it's through. And suddenly, unexpectedly, Jesus will come. People will disappear, as I said earlier. There'll be clothing laid around where people were. Swings will be dangling empty where children have gone to be with Jesus. Cars will be careening out of control in the streets where drivers have left to be with Jesus. You talking about chaos. This world ain't never seen chaos like it's going to see that day. I've shared it before in some other messages I've shared, but I'm just going to mention you. Can you imagine how airplanes in the sky where pilots and co-pilots that are there flying the planes are children of God and they're gone and there's 200 and something people on the plane and nobody knows how to fly it. You're talking about chaos. You driving through Atlanta, one of the busiest highways probably that we know of, and all of a sudden all these drivers are gone, cars careening out of control. What I'm trying to tell you is the world ain't never seen what it's going to see when the rapture takes place. And Jesus said it would be that way. Matthew 24 and 42, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Listen to me. And know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. He said, be ready. Be prepared. Be alert. Be in order. Be in place. He's coming suddenly, and don't you listen to this. Jesus said, when you least expect it, expect it. I know he didn't use those exact words, those exact terms, but what Jesus was saying was, when you least expect it, expect it. Let me give you a little something to try this next week. While you're out and about throughout your week, throughout one of your days, go up to a few folks and ask them, say, do you believe Jesus is coming? See what kind of response you get. See what kind of look you get. See how they respond to what you say. You don't know the reality? The majority of the people there are not watching. The majority of people there are not ready. The majority of the people there are not in order. They think, and, and i got to share this with you, they think the church has been crying wolf all these years and this rapture thing is something that's never going to happen. 
There's a lot of people in this world, that's what they think. They think we've just been crying wolf and the rapture is not going to be a reality. They think it's just wacko religious stuff for extremists. But the reality is, Jesus said, I'm coming. Mm, like a thief in the night when you least expect it moments. Listen, moments after the rapture takes place, millions of people are going to say, Oh, if I'd just been ready... If I'd have just had my heart in order, if I'd have just prayed. But then it's too late. What a shock. What a surprise. What a rude awakening. Matthew 25, 13 tells, Therefore keep watch, therefore keep watch, therefore keep watch, therefore keep watch. We'll say it again. Therefore keep watch. Because you do not know the day or the hour. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day. You do not know the hour. I'm going to ask you again. Are you ready? Are you watching? Are you waiting? Is your lamp trimmed and burning? Are you looking for the bridegroom? Are you in for the shock of your life? So many people say, well, that can't happen to me. God wouldn't do that to nobody. God's not. We're going to do it to ourselves. If we're not ready. I want you to hear that statement again. God's not going to do it to anybody. They're going to do it to themselves if they're not ready. God has made a way of escape. God has made a way out. God has set it in order. God has laid out the road map. God has laid out every detail. He's put it before us. He's not doing it to us. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 4, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. He said, you're not in darkness, you know. You're not in darkness, you're aware. You're not in darkness, it's been made available to you. You've been warned, you are with... God help me right here. If you miss heaven and you miss the rapture of the church and one day you stand before God, you'll stand before God without excuse. I know this is not popular preaching in this day we live in. And I know it's not popular preaching for this time and for this hour. But I'm telling you what God told me to bring on this very first Sunday of 2019. If you miss the rapture, if you miss heaven, and one day you stand before God, you give an account for your life, you will have no excuse why you were not ready. Let me tell you why. Because you heard it right here this morning. And we are held accountable for what we know. Amen? I said we're made accountable for what we know. We're made accountable for what we understand. Just like this fasting thing. To uh, much is given, much is required. We've been blessed of God and fasting. God's requiring much of us. When you're made aware of something, you're held accountable for what you're aware of. Number three. Concerning the rapture, concerning Jesus' return, it will come specifically for those who are ready. When Jesus comes, He's only coming for those who are watching and waiting that are prepared. Matthew 24 and 40, Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal, one shall be taken, and the other left. He's coming specifically. You remember the bridegroom, or, or the, uh, the ten virgins, five were wise, five were foolish, five were ready, five were unprepared. And when the bridegroom came, 
Those that were ready went into the marriage supper. Those that were not prepared were left out. The bridegroom is coming. He's not coming for everyone, but He's coming for those who have set themselves in order. In 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, he said, Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Did you notice what he said? He said, I fought a good fight. He said, I finished my course. I've run my race. There's laid up a crown of righteousness for me. But he said, not only is he going to give it to me, but to all them that love his appearing. He's going to give it to those who have made their election sure, who have set things in order in their life. Listen to this preacher right here. He's not coming for good people. This church house this morning is full of good people. This church house this morning is full of good, decent people. It's full of good people. But listen, he's not coming after good people. He's not coming after religious people. You can have religion and die and bust hell wide open. You can carry a Bible under your arm everywhere you go and die and bust hell wide open. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not coming after religious people. He's not coming for people who have read the Bible and gone to Sunday school when they were kids. He's not coming after people just because you've been baptized or you've been confirmed, if you will, or because your name is on the roll book of the church. He's not coming after you for those reasons. You may tell you who He's coming for. He's coming back for those whose name is written in the book of life. He's coming after those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and their name is written in the book of life. Musicians be coming. I want everybody's focus to stay up here. I want them to come on up here. But I want you to stay focused right here. He's coming after those whose names are written in the book. So I ask you again, are you saved or are you not? Think about it. Is your name in the book or is it not? Are you ready or are you not? The reality is, please hear me today, there is no in-between. There's no halfway ground. There is no medium. There is no middle place. You either are or you're not. And I'm preaching to you like this this morning because I love you with all of my heart. And Jesus Christ is about to return in the clouds of glory. And I'm going to do everything in my power to help you get to heaven. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to help you make heaven your home. Even sometimes if I have to preach to you like I'm preaching now. If I have to get right next to you. If I have to bring it right where you live. I'm going to do it for this reason. I love you enough. I don't want you to miss heaven. I don't want you to miss what God has prepared for you. Are you ready? If He came right now, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you'd go? One final thing I want to bring out to you this morning while they're getting ready. When the rapture takes place, it will come in completion. If you've heard nothing else I've said, you better listen to me right now. This is not what we want to hear today. We live in a society when people want to be made to feel good, but I want to tell you something. 
God's not always about making us feel good. It will come in completion. When Jesus returns in the clouds of glory, listen close, he will only come once. Now, I know he's coming back later on with the church. I, I know that. I understand all that. But as far as the rapture of the church catching us away, he's only coming one time. And this is important. If you've heard nothing else, look at me right now. Focus on me right now. Please, everybody. He's only coming one time. I said he's only coming one time. There'll be no second chances. There'll be no second phases. Revelation 3 and 11 said, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Can I read it again? Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. You know what he's saying? Don't let nothing or nobody take away your salvation, your relationship, your walk, your place with God. And I want you to hear me. The devil would love to lull you to sleep if he can. And the sad thing is some people have already been there. And I'm just going to get right next to you again. I'm going to get real with you again. There's people sitting in this room right now. The enemy has lulled you to sleep. He's lulled you into that place of sleepiness and heaviness. But does that mean it's over for you? No. What it means is this. You've got to turn your focus back to God and find your rightful place with the Lord. The devil, if he may, if he can, he'd love to lull you to sleep. He wants you to run out of oil in your lamp. He wants your light to go out. But I must declare to you, do not let that happen. There is too much at stake. I said there is too much at stake in First Thessalonians five nineteen, quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He tells us what to do, but he said, I pray that your body and your, all that be preserved blameless until Jesus returns. Begin playing softly, Colin. There's too much at stake to play with God. I close it like this this morning. I want everybody in this house to hear me. Are you ready for this once-in-a-lifetime moment? I don't know. I don't want to know about where you've been. I don't want to know. I don't want to know about what you've done. I don't want to know about what's happened in the past. 
And here's the reality God don't want to know either. He's proud of us for what we've done. He's proud of us for where we've been. If you've done the right things in the right way, there'll be crowns and glory waiting on you. But what God wants to know right now is, are you ready for that once-in-a-lifetime moment? That's what He wants to know. That's what He wants to understand. Are you ready for it? He's only coming once. No instant replays, no second chances, no second phase. And I'm going to leave it with you this way. Suddenly like lightning, unexpectedly as a thief, for those who are ready, He's coming. And here's the reality. When it's over, it's over. When it's finished, it's finished. When it's happened, it's happened. But here's the good side of it. We're on this side of it happening right now. We're on the good side of it happening right now because it hasn't happened yet. But once it happens, it's too late. Won't you stand to your feet all over this room? Please, nobody walking out of this building for a moment. Nobody. I didn't come here to judge anybody in this house. I didn't come here to point no fingers at anybody in this house. I didn't come here this morning in any way to do anything like that. I came here to preach you the truth. But I'm going to tell you why I made that statement. There may be lost people in this room this morning that need Jesus and you need Him desperately. There may be backsliders that have fallen away that need Him desperately. But I'm going to tell you something else. There's some people that have known God, have been saved, had a relationship with the Lord. You've had a walk with God. You need Him desperately right now. And I'm just being honest and I'm being real. As God birthed it in my heart, and I've been wrestling over this ever since God put it in my spirit. Jesus is coming.